The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Canton Fair's return shows the lasting allure of Made in China. Written by Wang Jing, Qi Zhenning, Fu Wendi, and Denise Jia. Published in Saixing Global on May 19, 2023. Read for you by Sylvia Franca. After a three-year hiatus due to the pandemic, Filipino businessman Chen Jin, a pseudonym, returned to the Canton Fair in China's Guangzhou in early April. As a veteran participant at the country's biggest twice-yearly trade exposition, he started his business over 40 years ago at the fair. For a businessman who just started, the Canton Fair was a gold mine, said Chen, who speaks fluent Chinese. As he recalled his entrepreneurial journey, he pulled out a stack of well-preserved buyer's passes from his black briefcase. One of them was from the 82nd Canton Fair in 1997, with a photo of young Chen looking ambitious. On the opening day of the 133rd Canton Fair on April 15th, Chen met with the owner of a kitchenware company from Chongshan, Guangdong Province. They had first met at the fair over 20 years ago. Since then, Chen bought products from the Chongshan company as his Filipino clients had never complained about quality. Today, Chen's company has grown to 100 employees from just three when he started, and the Chongshan company has successfully gone public. Felix, a Mexican export logistics service provider, also returned to the fair. On his blue pass hung six commemorative badges. Every foreign buyer would receive a commemorative badge for each fair they attended. Many attendees like to display their badges, showcasing their status as Canton Fair veterans. This time, Felix brought with him more than 60 buyers from various industries. Most of them had not been to China for three years. During the pandemic, some Chinese suppliers ceased production due to lockdowns, and my clients had to switch to suppliers from other regions. But their attention has never shifted away from China, Felix told Tsai-Sin. Long-awaited reunion The Canton Fair is officially known as the China Import and Export Fair. It is held every spring and fall in the southern city Guangzhou, which was once known in English as Canton. The event is widely seen as a barometer of China's foreign trade. Normally, the fair serves as a venue for domestic companies to showcase their products to foreign buyers. This year's fair resumed in person after three years of virtual activities as China's pandemic control measures prevented foreign buyers from attending in person. This is a long-awaited reunion, said Zhu Shijia, Secretary General of the Canton Fair and Head of China Foreign Trade Center, at the opening ceremony. This was also the largest Canton Fair in history. 
The exposition area covered 1.5 million square meters with about 35,000 participating domestic companies ranging from manufacturers of large-scale machinery and equipment to makers of dental floss. The number was up from about 26,000 before the pandemic. In terms of orders placed at the 21-day fair, this year's fair was not as good as hoped. Total export orders from 129,000 foreign buyers amounted to $21.69 billion, about 70% of the pre-pandemic level. In addition to on-site orders, another $3.42 billion worth of orders came from online. Participating vendors generally believe that although the attendance of foreign buyers was still recovering, their willingness to place orders was stronger, according to the fair's organizer. The biggest problem troubling China's exporters is weak demand from the West. A number of exhibitors at the Canton Fair said orders in the first half of 2023 were dismal, hoping that the global economic situation would improve in the second half of the year. Gabriel, a distributor from France, who placed $300,000 worth of orders at the 2019 Canton Fair, reduced his orders this year to $100,000, citing concerns about declining demand in France. Like in the past fairs, a considerable number of foreign buyers would also pay on-site visits to Chinese factories during the fair. After foreign businessmen return to their countries, they will also share their experiences in China with their peers, said an executive at Zhurong, Chuanzhou Trading Company Limited, an art and crafts exporter. We believe that there will be even more foreign businessmen coming back to the Canton Fair in the fall. Indian importer Kunal was also optimistic about the outlook. My clients need another six months to clear their inventory, and then they will start placing new orders. He said he will come back for the fall fair to place more orders. Strong Southeast Asian Demand The structural change among foreign participants reflects the new pattern of China's foreign trade. The top 10 countries and regions participating were from Hong Kong, India, Malaysia, Thailand, the US, Russia, the Philippines, Vietnam, Australia, and Indonesia. Chu said. In comparison to the 126th Canton Fair before the pandemic, the number of participants from the U.S. dropped from the 2nd to the 5th. South Korea, Taiwan, and Japan fell out of the top 10, and they were replaced by the Philippines, Vietnam, and Australia. The Association of Southeast Asian Nations, ASEAN, accounted for 15.5% of China's total trade in 2022. In the first four months this year, China's shipments to the 10-member bloc surged 24.1% from the same period a year earlier, compared with a 10.6% increase in overall exports. ASEAN countries act as a transit point between China and Europe and America. Many ASEAN businessmen find opportunities in this trend. Malaysian home appliance importer Liu is one of them. He said he can avoid high tariffs from the U.S. by importing China's goods to Malaysia and then exporting them to the U.S. Chinese companies are also increasingly building factories in ASEAN countries, which have driven demand for raw materials, semi-finished goods, and manufacturing equipment from China. 
In the first quarter of 2023, China's exports of intermediate goods to ASEAN countries grew 17.9% year-on-year to 531.1 billion yuan, $77.1 billion, accounting for about 55.6% of its total exports to the bloc, according to the latest data released by the General Administration of Customs. Under a regional economic partnership agreement that took effect in January 2022 for China and 14 Asian and Pacific nations, a product can be defined as made in a country if at least 20% of the total value of the originating good was added through production in the exporting country. A multinational manufacturer told Saisin that many European and American customers are turning to Southeast Asia for sourcing, not to look for local factories, but in the hope that Chinese suppliers will set up factories there. In Guangdong province alone, about 30% of capacity has moved to Southeast Asia, according to a person familiar with the province's textile and garment industry. In the first quarter of 2023, Guangdong's garment exports fell 15% from a year earlier, according to customs data. The shift of labor-intensive industries to regions with lower labor costs is a trend that won't be reversed, said Li Xiaoying, Deputy General Manager of Guangdong Silk Textile Group Company Limited. But except for textiles and apparel, even if Chinese factories go overseas, in more technology-intensive products, the production efficiency and cost benefit in these overseas factories cannot compete with Chinese mainland factories, many foreign trade and manufacturing professionals believe. Sheng Jinsong Chief Executive Officer at smart homeware maker Qingdao Shanghai Household Products Company Limited, said when he visited factories in Vietnam, he found that while labor costs there were much lower than in China, the actual cost of producing glass cups there was 5 to 10% higher than in China, after taking into account factors such as efficiency and product quality. With a complete industrial supply chain, Made in China continues to appeal to veteran buyers to the Canton Fair. For them, the fair's biggest advantage is a complete range of products and convenient procurement. A Russian businessman who has attended the fair since 2005 showed Tsaisin the tin covers and hinges he needs. I have a lot of products to buy, and the fair is a one-stop shop to find them quickly, he said. Chen Jin and Felix are pseudonyms. Chai Shaohui contributed to this report.